What pops into your head when I say the word networking? I had an interesting conversation on Twitter recently with Seth Rogen about networking and how I thought it led to success in his career. Yes, that's Seth Rogen, the actor, director, and producer. And it got pretty heated with some of his followers. So I wanted to share some thoughts in this episode about my thoughts on networking and why it isn't a dirty word. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. A few days ago, I tweeted a quote from Seth Rogen using something he said on the podcast, Dead Eyes. It's produced and hosted by Connor Ratliff and explores the time Tom Hanks fired him from 2001 HBO miniseries, Band of Brothers. It's pretty good. You should check it out. If you haven't heard about it, it is, it's pretty funny, actually, and there's a lot of interesting people that make appearances, including Seth Rogen. So I heard Seth talking about auditions. This is auditions for TV shows, movies, and so forth. And it made me think of the frustration people feel after dozens of failed job interviews. Because an audition is like a job interview, right? So this is my tweet, and I want you to notice the part where he said, or knew the person who wrote it. So I tweeted, So a successful actor like Seth Rogen hardly ever landed a role from auditioning, yet people expect to land a great job without networking. And here's what Seth said. I don't think I ever got anything from auditioning, ever. I maybe got one role ever from auditions, like Freaks and Geeks. Maybe the part in Donnie Darko, but every other thing I ever did, I actually either wrote it myself or knew the person who wrote it. Auditioning sucks. It's so brutal. I'm a fan of Seth's work as a director, producer, and actor. I've enjoyed many of his movies. Not all of them, but <laughs> many of them. And his laugh. I mean, Seth's laugh. It, it always makes me laugh whenever I hear it. Very distinctive. So... I was surprised and delighted when he actually took the time to respond. And I've linked some of these tweets in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is Seth Rogan's take on networking issue 383. So the tweets are linked and you can check them out. So I'm not making this up. But he responded and he said, I wouldn't call what I do networking. I generate my own material and have forged deep-rooted and long-lasting creative relationships with dear friends based on a mutual respect for one another's talents and sensibilities. Now, I didn't actually say that he used networking to land his roles, but I guess it was implied. Uh, it became quite the polarizing discussion on Twitter. <laughs> Some people supported me in my comment about networking in their tweets that responded. Uh, someone said, I'd call that luck and networking. That's networking, Seth. You created the network. Hey, Seth, that's networking. I'm pretty sure you just described networking. Who am I to say, but I think that might be networking. Social networking. No crime in it. Everyone succeeds. Yep, that's what he said. Networking. 
A just by the way, Seth, creating relationships with other people in your industry is literally called networking. To which Seth replied, I don't think so. Other people, however, were more than happy to tell me how stupid I am and to keep Seth's name out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, you have to grow a thick skin if you want engagement on Twitter. You really do. Somebody said, don't career speak me, dude. Uh, networking feels so shallow. I like your way better, Seth. You tell them. Tear that mm, up, boo. Uh, and a few more things I'm not going to share. By the way, uh, if you want to increase your engagement on Twitter, tweet a polarizing point of view. Bonus points if you can get a celebrity to respond. Just be prepared for a whole lot of hate. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's Twitter. Now, I felt compelled to write this because there is nothing wrong with smart networking. Networking isn't a dirty word. If you think it is, you're doing it the wrong way. I'm going to say that again. If you think networking is a dirty word and a terrible activity, you're doing it the wrong way. People obviously have very different definitions of networking. They're envisioning very different things. Unfortunately, many people have a negative view of it. They picture the typical cocktail parties and industry events, and they also have nasty things to say about people who network. But, you know, I, I've taken a lot of my thoughts from networking from my own experience and some great books I've read, one by Porter Gale. She wrote, Your Network is Your Net Worth. Um, and she had a quote, when most people think of networking, they automatically have a vision in their head of cocktail parties and conventions. My approach to networking is based on a transformation process and not a transactional game. It's about helping people. It's about asking, how can I help you? Instead of take, take, take. And I know that other people probably agree with me and they accept networking as part of their professional life. They know it's a useful way to meet new people in your industry, to build new relationships and find people you may enjoy working with later. While I've never had much luck with traditional networking, you know, the industry mixers and that kind of stuff, I have met some wonderful people through more strategic networking activities. Networking is not just the cocktail party. It's not just that initial contact. You know, I have more success, for example, when I give a talk at an event and get a chance to meet people after. When I meet people for one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, having those Zoom coffee chats, meeting people through lunch club. Or if a mutual friend introduces us and we get a chance to talk. I mean, better approaches than the shallow networking that people probably hate. One is, you know, create your own network. I mean, that's what Seth has done. Build relationships and invite good people into your network. Tap into your network for advice. Leverage your network for finding opportunities. More importantly, feed opportunities back into your network. You can't just take from your network. And you can forge new connections between people in your network. There's always going to be people that you know that don't know each other. And they really should be connected. And you can be the bridge that connects people. That's networking. Now, one thing I've noticed is that our networks are increasingly overlapping. 
I think we've all experienced a shift in our personal and professional lives over the past few years. Our attempt to maintain a strict work-life separation and even work-life balance has evolved into more of a work-life blend. And I made some quick illustrations to, to show what I'm talking about. This is in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is Seth Rogan's take on networking. You know, your social circle and your professional circle were pretty separate and only overlapped a little bit before the pandemic. And perhaps I know this is more as a solopreneur, but my social circle and my professional circle are overlapping a lot more lately. And I know that some of this is because of the pandemic and how much of my social life and working life now involve a lot of online chats and Zoom meetings. So the overlap is greater now that I'm working from home. And I think a lot of folks who are still working from home or working remotely are seeing this too. Sure, we still do have purely social friendships and purely professional relationships. The circles don't overlap 100%. But there is that overlapping area that's kind of a hybrid network that lives in both worlds. It's that area that is both social and professional. I mean, we refer friends for jobs. We introduce professional friends and acquaintances who we think would benefit from meeting each other. We connect people who can help each other. We sometimes form working partnerships with old friends and talented people from previous jobs or previous shows like Freaks and Geeks. And where our worlds cross, we have these activities where we're making intros and referrals and forming partnerships and having friendships with people that we work with. Networking doesn't just happen at those massive industry events or those professional cocktail parties and mixers. That's a very limiting view of the activity. No wonder people hate it. Networking occurs whenever a friend tells you they're hiring for a new role in their company. You say, hey, I know someone who might be a good fit. Even that's two people talking or three people involved that's still networking. It occurs whenever you're talking with a friend who's struggling with an issue and you say, you should meet my friend. She has a service that addresses that problem. So all those moments of, I know someone, you should meet someone, introducing people, making connections between your two networks, that is networking. And Seth does get value out of his network. I think what he was trying to say is that his personal network, even if it is kind of a hybrid network, personal and professional, was a side effect of a great working relationship he had with people and friendships with talented people. He wasn't intentionally trying to network first, you know, the verb of networking. And perhaps he does hate the act of networking. I don't know for sure. He didn't say he hated it. He just said it isn't what he does. I think where I went wrong with my tweet and wrong is subjective, I guess. And what caused it to have such a negative, visceral reaction from many people is my use of the word networking instead of talking about 
social and professional networks. So the verb instead of the noun. I doubt that so many people would have disagreed with my tweet had I worded it this way. So, a successful actor like Seth Rogen hardly ever landed a role from auditioning. Yet people expect to land a great job without tapping into their network. I think most people realize that's one of the best ways to find opportunities in a great job. And I would hope Seth wouldn't deny that the power of his network did indeed help him during the earlier years of his career. Yeah, he did audition for Freaks and Geeks. That meant he connected with Judd Apatow. And they were in a network together. Because later in that same podcast episode, Adam McKay, who was the director of Anchorman, shared a story about Judd Apatow. The quote is, Judd had done Freaks and Geeks with Seth and came to me and was like, hey, do you mind if we give this guy a line? He's really funny. I think he's really talented. And that was it. We put him in. And he had like the tiniest moment, but he did that really funny countdown with the pinky move. So even in that tiny little moment, he made it work. But yeah, that was it. It was Judd. Judd was like, please cast this guy. And it was like, okay. And he was great. So I want to share this definition of networking from Investopedia. Networking is the exchange of information and ideas among people with a common profession or special interest, usually in an informal social setting. Networking often begins with a single point of common ground. Professionals use networking to expand their circle of acquaintances, find out about job opportunities in their fields, and increase their awareness of news and trends in their fields or the greater world. Well, Judd telling Adam that Seth was really funny and talented and that they should cast him was definitely an exchange of useful information. I mean, call me crazy, but it's an example of powerful networking. Seth didn't create this material. Seth wasn't the producer or director of Anchorman. He didn't create that role for himself like he does now in his later movies. I mean, Judd was connected to both Seth and Adam. You might say they were networked together. And he's the one that made it happen. Networking can be done the right way. So I want to share another response to my tweet that I found amusing. Apparently this person, Emily, doesn't want to work with you if you use the word networking. She tweeted, usually I find that the people who refer to socializing slash going to events as networking are the people who I don't want to work with. I'm never going to work with Emily. (sighs) Oh, well. I mean, what would you prefer to call those events when you socialize with other professionals? What would you call them? What would you call that activity? I don't know about you but I can find better uses for my time than attending some professional event and trying to think of it as pure fun or socializing. That's not what it's about. It is a hybrid event. It's mixing work and pleasure. 
I guess I have more enjoyable ways to have real fun, you know, like hanging out with friends and family. And I don't refer to my time socializing with friends and family as networking. I don't call it that because that isn't what it is. It is pure fun. But if I am forced to attend some professional event, like I used to be, I used to have to do a lot of that when I was working in corporations, the conference after parties. If I'm forced to attend that professional event, yes, that's networking. Perhaps it isn't the smarmy, shallow, and schmoozing events and networking activities that this person is used to experiencing, but for me, it can be the lighter, more enjoyable, and more authentic professional networking that I can find somewhat enjoyable. Still not my first choice for connecting with people. I'd prefer a more intimate dinner with a few people from an event. You know, I did that at a recent event. I went out to dinner with a bunch of people and that was really fun. But I can make it more tolerable. I can make it a lot easier. I have some tips for that. And I linked that article that I wrote called Take the Pain Out of Networking. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can check that out. How to make the most of those networking events and make them less painful. But I'm also going to call BS on the suggestion that going to professional social events should be all about fun and friendships. Are you trying to tell me that every person you have a positive working relationship with is also a dear friend that you invite to your inner circle of friends, your Thanksgiving dinners with your family, and your most intimate gatherings? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. These people are not treating their work friendships, their professional friendships, that professional circle, not everyone, as their deepest, dearest friends that they bring over to their house all the time. Mature adults realize and accept that we have different levels of intimacy, relationships, and friendships. Of course we do. If you don't, that may be part of the problem you're having in life. We can respect and admire people without being friends. That is possible. We can be friendly with people in a professional relationship without assuming that we're best buddies. Of course, real personal friendships can, and they do occur with work colleagues. No one denies that. I have a lot of friends that I've made through work, that we connected at work and we've stayed friends for 20, 30 years, long after we stopped working together. But not many. A few. The thousands and thousands of people that I worked with over the last 20, 30 years are not all my dearest friends. I mean, some working relationships do transform into personal friendships, but not all work relationships are equivalent to friendships. I blame social media a little bit for this. Facebook saying these are your friends when they're not all your friends. A lot of different places when you connect with people saying, here's your friends list. I think we've kind of made the word friend a little meaningless. The process of building and maintaining professional relationships is 
different from nurturing personal friendships. They are not the same. It's foolish to get on your high horse and proclaim that they should be the same. Whether people like it or not, a powerful network will help you get ahead in your career. Very few people are born into families that immediately give them access to a network that will help them succeed in life. You know, not all of us were born into the Kennedy family, the Windsor family, Rockefeller family, the Ambani family, or the Rothschild family. So we're kind of on our own. Most of us will need to build and nurture our own networks. And yes, the actions we take to do so will fall under the umbrella of networking. So if I could leave you with a few thoughts, networking is not a dirty word. Networking's not bad. It's only unpleasant bad if you're doing it the wrong way, if you're attending the wrong events. There are a lot of great ways to network that feel good and they're authentic and you're connecting with people with purpose and you're offering to help. It's one of the coolest things I've experienced when I do stuff like Lunch Club is that I think every single person I've met at some point in the conversation said, so how can I help you? What can I do for you? That feels good. That is good. And networking, building a powerful network, will definitely help you with your career. I think every single job, and I've talked about this before, every single job in my corporate life came about because of my network. Job offers would come to me. I'd be introduced to people and I'd have opportunities be sent to me from my network. I didn't go out looking for a job. And that whole process of blasting yourself out there and hoping that it's going to work rarely does. But connecting with people in your network, finding out about opportunities, finding out about people you would otherwise never meet, that's very powerful. So I encourage you to revisit how you feel about networking. I encourage you to find healthier ways to do it. And I think no matter what it is you're trying to accomplish in your life, having great people in your network is going to make it easier. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Found it useful, entertaining. <laughs> You know, if you want to go add to the tweet stream, feel free to do that. Um, if you could go to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review for this podcast, it would be fantastic. I would appreciate it. You can also, I think, leave a rating on Spotify. I'm not sure about the other podcast players. I haven't explored the rating review system for all those, but it would really help me. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.